Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 104 of Reboot Already Underway, the first episode of season three. Guys, joining me as always is David, the master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. We really messed up because we're season three, but 104 episodes. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we could have broken that up a lot better, but hello, hello everyone. <laughs> no, there's, there's nothing better. 104 is such an even number. There's nothing better than that. What about 105? <laughs> you know what I just thought that's better than 24? 25. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they laughing in the background because for some reason he laughs at my stupid jokes. It's Aaron Uwe laughs at dumb jokes, huh? <laughs> mm, not the most accurate nickname. No. Sometimes it's Boo. just like a pity laugh. Well, you know, you know pity laughing is still laughing. I think, I think a lot of people don't really appreciate the pity laughs that come out. I'm not, I'm not going to say what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, it's the first episode of season three. You know I'm bringing some fun things for later, but you got to stick around. You got to wait. You got to wait to see them, hear them. Like you, won't, you can't really see anything. This is not a visual medium. We're not doing video of the podcast yet. Probably never. But... Wow. We are going to start with our main topic of the show. Movie comfort foods. Something I kind of teased last week. I'm like, I I guess I'll just jump right into it. I watch a lot of Paddington. Yeah, I was going to say you needed an (laughs) excuse for continually watching Paddington. All right, but yeah, we'll get there. So, basically, this is just, uh, you know, movies that you watch when maybe you're feeling a little down. When you're like, hey, I need, I need a little pick-me-up. Or, hey, eh, I don't really feel like challenging myself with a new piece of art. I don't feel like watching The House That Jack Built. I'd rather watch a good, wholesome family film. Like Paddington. The House That Paddington Built. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so disgusting. So, <laughs> if and no one knows what the house that Jack built is, don't look it up. And <laughs> we're going to move on. So Paddington, that's my first pick. I watch a lot of Paddington. I've seen it like three times some, now. Some would say too much, Paddington. I wouldn't. <laughs> now here's the thing. I've never just like... Alright, so the first time, watch Paddington, and I'm like, okay, really love it. Second time, I'm like, I need to show other people Paddington. And so the third time, I also need to show other people Paddington. It's one of those things that people see this Paddington, they're like, they turn their noses up at it. They're like, Paddington, no, no. And I say, yes, yes, Paddington. And then they end up watching it, and they're like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I'm like, yeah, you're right, except for it's the best movie, and you know nothing. You fools. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll get to that later in the What Have You Been Watching segment. Somebody, uh... I think we have a traitor on the podcast. Uh, a traitor against <laughs> all things bear-related. Me? Yeah, yeah, you. Why Why do I... I don't know. I don't know. Why am I'm I just, the traitor? I'm just talking. I'm just saying things. <laughs> But I've spoken enough okay, about Aaron, Paddington. Okay, Aaron, what's your movie? What's your movie? Yeah, Aaron, you move. Yeah, what's yours? What's your are, are bear you done movie? Are you talking about Paddington? I, yeah, I've talked a lot about Paddington. I can talk more. I think it's. Uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's. Uh, just it's it's wholesome. Paddington is so polite. Is there ever a time you don't see Paddington being polite, Aaron? Uh, sometimes he is. Not actively polite. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. But you know. I think they fix those problems in Paddington, too. That's just me. So, you know, you got a polite bear. You got the, the wholesome family unit. And they're always like, hey, I love you, family. I love you, too, family. And they're just happy. <laughs> Sometimes you, you just have need you that. Started uh, eating marmalade sandwiches. Yeah. No, I don't marmalade. No, I don't even know where I would find that. 
in a supermarket. Do they just sell marmalade? Yeah. Well, it's not the same I mean, recipe. To get the full package, you have to make your own. But... Yeah, you got to make your own. But yeah, you can you can buy a jar of marmalade. Well, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not a bear <laughs> trader like other people on this podcast. But anyway, Aaron, wouldn't wouldn't the trader not want to eat the marmalade if that's what mm. the bears like? Mm. We're really digging digging deep here. Aaron, what's one of your comfort movie foods? Food movies. Uh, I wanted to talk about this film. That even I've only seen this film once. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to watch it again, but it still it still counts because it's mm-hmm. just it's just a good film to watch when you need kind of like that light-hearted like pick-me-up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that is everybody wants some, mm. which was one of my favorite films of 2016. So, this it's is just, it's huh? just, yeah, it's so. just one of those good. Oh, well, films. you haven't seen this since you've been 16? I haven't seen this since 2016. <laughs> oh. One of his favorite 16 year old films. <laughs> when I was 12. When you were 12. I, I, was, I was 12 two years ago. Makes sense. I don't, I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> continue, I don't continue. Either, but. <laughs> But uh, everybody wants some. It's just that it's a Richard Linklater film, mm-hmm. so it kind of just has that. Not quite. There's not quite like a plot, but it's just kind of like this really thoughtful kind of character piece where it's just kind of like meandering through this day and this and the life of uh, these college students who are all part of like a baseball team. They arrive on college like a weekend early, so they have this entire weekend before classes to just like goof around and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just very much kind of like this hangout movie, this like absurd pranks and you know just kind of group bonding movie. As long with this, you know, obviously there's like the romance aspect of it as well, but it's just kind of it's lighthearted, it's funny, it's sweet, and it's just kind of it doesn't. It's it's what Richard Linklater does best is that he somehow makes these films without like a traditional dramatic structure or like these unnecessary like third act like you know every rom com ever where it's just like oh there's this huge misunderstanding and now right. the couple is broken it's like he doesn't need this to tell a really compelling fun story. I don't think we should be together anymore. Me either. And then, like, a song like One is the Loneliest Number starts playing, and you're like, oh, they're at their lowest points. And then something crazy happens out of nowhere. He shows up at her door in the, in the soaking rain. That rain was real wet. And he's standing there, and he says, I still love you. And she's like, same. And then they kiss faces. I think that's what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, that's from what I'm talking about. Gotcha. All right. David, what you got for me? Uh, for the viewers. Nothing for you, Jacob. I do this for the viewers. Wow, okay. <laughs> kind of made, made, made me feel uh, pretty bad, but you can keep going. That's fine. <laughs> no movie that you can cry to? And know why? Because now I just want you to watch Paddington. That's that's why I did that to you. I wanted you to be comf- to feel that comfort. Yeah. Paddington's so, uh, comfort. I had to insult you so you could just have another excuse. To <laughs> another watch excuse Paddington. to watch. I gotta watch two again first. Uh, I just watched okay, one again. Okay, never mind. My movie <laughs> is The Breakfast Club because that is quite the club of breakfast eaters. And I don't know. It's just a, it's just a all around feels good movie. You got all these different people coming together, doing things. It's an older movie too, and for some reason. Like, it's nostalgic, and I don't know why, but Breakfast Club is all around. Like, I f- can you walk away from the Breakfast Club not, like, feeling good? Is that a possible possibility, Aaron? Uh, I, I don't think so. You know, once, you get, I, unless I, you get that, like, fist pump and the mm-hmm, freeze exactly. frame and the, and the song yeah. going, you know, that's, you, you, you just got to pump your fist. Jake, do you, do you think you can walk away from Breakfast Club, like, not feeling good? 
Probably a not. Bit better. Probably not. Exactly. So like this is the definition of a feels good, comforting movie. No, I, can... I got one. This is one I, I, I rewatch quite frequently. And I think if I didn't have we've talked about this before, if I didn't have such a great experience seeing it for the first time with a bunch of my friends, maybe I wouldn't love it nearly as much, but oh boy, it's got that message to boot, and man, it's funny, and it makes me cry. The Lego movie. <laughs> This is, this is gonna be my second pick. Oh well, there we go. Aaron, you and I can kind of we can I join forces. I have a backup, mm-hmm. but okay. I can definitely join you on this. Just, it's one of those where like you can you kind of wish you could watch it again for the first time, but also having that experience, remembering how hard we laughed at everything, it brings back such good memories. And every time it gets to the point where the he's. Something so stupid that for some reason we laughed really hard at. Where he, he's, they're building the, the submarine, and Emmett's like, "All right, they're all building stuff." And Emmett grabs the little triangle piece. Uh, I have a question. What is this for? <laughs> and we all start laughing really hard <laughs> because let's just—it's it, so true. Yeah, <laughs> and just that experience of us like almost falling out of our seats. We're just dying laughing. We're all having a good time, and you know. Just the whole message, you know? Creativity. Be you. It makes me happy. I agree. It's just... It's fast-paced, and it's yeah. funny, and it's, you know, it's bright and colorful, and... Everything just, that I hate. Everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is About awesome. It. God, that song is too catchy. It's too catchy. <laughs> Plus, any movie that can give me in the climax... Uh, Charlie Day screaming spaceship at the top of his lungs for probably three minutes <laughs> is uh, enough to make me very happy. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. But Aaron, what do you got? All right, so Lego Movie was going to be my pick. I'm going to go with my backup. I'm going to go with Super 8. Oh, yeah, it's also a good pick. This is just this is just like another movie, like everybody wants some, where you're just like, you want to be part of that group of friends, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we're a bit old now, but yeah. like, back when I first saw it, we were the right age, where you're just like, <laughs> I want those friends. We were still a little old, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> we were 15 when that movie came out. They're like, what, 12? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's just, it's has that kind of, like, fun, adventure, mm-hmm. classic movie spirit, you know? And it just has that heartwarming ending mm. with that great uh, score just yeah. swelling. You know, it just it makes you feel things. But Also, you know what really warms my heart? What? Getting to see Hollywood's just best butt throughout the entire movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Kyle Chandler. How could, how could I forget to mention Kyle Chandler? But, yeah, you know, it's just, it has that fun spirit of, like, being a kid and goofing off and making your own movies, but also has this really, you know, touching, emotional undercurrent, so. Yeah. It's a fun J.J. Movie. Abrams. Good job, buddy. You did it. Continuing. Well, David. <clears throat> when I need some comforting, I want to laugh. So you know what movie makes me laugh? Oh, God. It is a phenomenal comedy. Oh, God. That also used blow-up dolls yep. for people. Mm-hmm. No ostrich eggs were armed in the making of the movie. Nacho Libre. Oh, Jack Black. What a visionary. Yeah. <laughs> what a visionary. This movie... When you're down in the dumps, no matter no matter if you laugh at what he says or what he does, or if you just think it's stupid, he get, Jack Black gets you there. Hmm. That's an interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting statement. I don't know that Jack Black quite gets me there. Oh, but you've never watched Nacho Libre, so you can't say that. I, I've watched enough of it. <laughs> no, you not. No. 
No, I not. Of, how dare you be part of a movie podcast when you walked away from a movie? Right. And not just how, any movie. But the Nacho Libre. The Nacho Top Libre. Top tier comedy. They and had like, blow up dolls in the background. For yeah. And you didn't even notice. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't. <laughs> you All tried, right. like, what was that trash comedy that you saw um, recently? Uh, I don't know what you're referring to. Paddington's um, too. I mean, Shut your Padding, mouth. Padding's just like dumpster fire. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up what you've seen recently. But let me go. You guys can move on. Uh, okay. Letterbox. Well, let's uh, move on to the upcoming movies of the week. Aaron. Yes. Are you excited? That Elle Fanning is in two movies this week. However, both of them are reportedly quite bad. <laughs> I was just going to say I would be, except for they both. Uh, the, the one I'm still interested in. Me too. Because it, lo- it looks like like an interesting kind of failure. The other one just yeah. looks like a failure. What if people just hate it? What if it's the Hot Rod effect? Where no one liked Hot Rod, but then it has this cult following. It's honestly one of the funniest movies ever made. What if that's this, Aaron? I did, sure. Will you take it back? Will you take all of it back? Uh, no. All of what back? Of what? I don't know. Do we want to say what the movie is? Uh, the movie is How to oh, Talk oh. to Girls at Parties, <laughs> which I don't think I've. I don't, I don't know anything about this movie. It. Uh, it, it. The trailer looked good. But, I mean, all right, let me be honest. <laughs> the trailer looked interesting. And then everyone came out of it, and they're like, ooh, that's not good. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Nicole Kidman, I still want to see her in that movie. She seems like she's doing something. I think it's acting. If I had to guess, it's acting. But, again, I cannot be sure that it is. But Al Fanning's in it. And uh, other people, I don't know. And it's aliens, and it looks colorful, and it looked fun. Had a nice punk aesthetic. But again, apparently it's pretty bad. So. Sounds. Uh, it, it, sounds... It, the trailer looked interesting. Yeah. But I can definitely see why this doesn't work. You know? Yeah, it's one of those when I heard it wasn't good, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> it's like, you're just like, yeah. You, you hear it, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then you hear it, it's bad, and you're like, yeah. yeah no, of course it is. <laughs> Why would I expect anything more? Um, Alright, so let's just talk about Mary Shelley. I, I know nothing about this. I haven't seen a trailer for this. I didn't even know this movie existed. Um, but I saw that it was Elle Fanning, and I saw she was in two movies this week, and I was like, we gotta talk about that. That's really weird. So, I'm assuming it's about Mary Shelley, um, who wrote Frankenstein. Yeah, it is. Um, do they include the time in her life where I'm pretty sure she went to town on an ancestor's gravestone? <laughs> Whoa. I don't see how they could not include it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's... It happened. (laughs) So... And moving on. (laughs) Is that all you really have to say about it? I really have nothing more. Yeah, you're right. I have nothing more to say about it. Solo a Star Wars story. Okay. (laughs) Well. I'm excited. We're here, everyone. I'm excited. Let me be. Yeah, you can be excited. I'm still going to go see it. I'm going to see it not on my normal day. I'm going to go see it on Saturday with my papa. That was really weird. <laughs> I won't call him that again. But I am going to go see it with my papa. And <laughs> I just did it, but it's okay. Uh, yeah. We've got people in this movie. Yeah. Like who? Alden Enreich. I always forget his name because I always want to call him Obi Doyle. <laughs> he pretty much is Obi Doyle. I love it. 
He's pretty much playing space Obi Doyle in this movie. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I bet that's the reason why Phil Lord and Chris Miller were fired. Was yeah. because he was being space Obi Doyle. Yeah. And that would have been a great movie. It would have. Absolutely would have. Woody Harrelson, who looks pretty fine. I mean, like, I'm excited to see what he does in the movie. Amelia Clark, Don Glover, of course. We've got that uh, Power Hour coming up. Thandy Newton, Paul Bettany, Warwick Davis. John, John Favreau's in it. So, why didn't we just get a Lando movie? <laughs> I would have much oh, rather sure. just had a Lando movie. I'm sure it's in the works. I guess. I, yeah, uh, I, 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 again, everyone, forgive my trepidation with this, but you can't fire your directors uh, three, was it three weeks, three months before? We had three weeks. It was like three weeks before. Three weeks before they were supposed to finish shooting. Pulling a director who, let's be honest, isn't that great. Like, he's made some good stuff, but, like, he's not, like, the auteur of cinema. And have him slap shoddenly throw things together in the final edit and think it's going to be this just masterpiece of cinema. Nothing can come close. Best Star Wars movie ever. No, you know how we got the best Star Wars movie ever? Is when we let a talented director and writer come in and shape his own vision of what Star Wars should be, and we got the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah, that's right. Star Wars Episode Eight. Back off, haters. And guess what? We almost got it. We almost got it. With we Phil did. Lord and Chris Miller. We almost got that. Those two are brilliant. And Disney was like, too many jokes. It's too funny. Oh, that's weird. You hired Phil Lord and Chris Miller, two of the funniest people on planet Earth, and you're like, this is too funny. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be exactly like Ant-Man, where it's the movie is like fine enough, but yeah. it's just so mediocre and disjointed that you have to compare it to what it could have been with the original director. Yeah. Like they say, oh, give it a chance because it's it's just like it's an old, it's its own movie, but you you have to compare it because it's just not going to live up to what it could have been. Well, even so, like yeah, like I love Ant-Man. I really think that's a great Marvel movie, but again, I can't help but deny that Edgar Wright would have made it fantastic. Like possibly the best Marvel movie if he had anything if he had a part in it. But I'm kind of glad he didn't, because then Baby Driver. So. Mm. <sighs> Whatever. Han Solo, I don't care anymore. Stupid. I don't, I don't care anymore. Let's move on to what have we been watching. Uh, guys, this week we all saw a movie. We saw the same movie. We gotta give our five words per David's request. He's holding me at ransom, guys. I need you to give five words. <laughs> That's not true. Please don't call the police. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> five words. <laughs> Alright, well I'll go with... The first... Still better. Second, good. Aaron? I don't... I don't know how to put this into five words, because I just want to say... Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Volume 2. <laughs> That's all, all I right. feel about this movie. Alright. David? Five, five words. You got your five um, words? They're coming to me right now, Internet. Let Are me they? think. Okay. Let me think. Well, um, and anyway, wait, we're wait, moving wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. Here <laughs> they come. Here they come. They're almost there. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. The words are coming. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Deadpool. Is Deadpool one or two words? It's one, one word. Okay, Deadpool. three, two, one, go. 
Deadpool, Lucky, Invigorating. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, well, That's three. Coming. That's coming. three. Two more. Two more. Backstory. And death. All death right. Well, death of a franchise. Well... <laughs> death of, death of a franchise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so David hated it. <laughs> we'll obviously talk about it more next week, guys. We're going to do our spoiler cast per use. There's a lot of good spoilers in this one. But we'll move on. Uh, only other thing I watched this week, uh, because I'm awful, <laughs> was Fistful of Doll Hairs, which of course you can listen to us talk about on Gateway to Cinema. Uh, that, that's once again, Fistful of Doll Hairs. I did not see any dolls in the movie, and for that I was quite disappointed. False advertising, zero out of ten. They didn't promise dolls, they just promised doll hairs well i didn't see those either mm. <laughs> was his was his poncho made out of doll hair it his hair was made out of doll hair he, he was actually <laughs> it was a, a wig baby the whole time <laughs> and that's where he got the idea from i love it i love it aaron yeah let's let's just get it let's just get it over with uh, okay, let's get over with. Uh, what I watched this week is I watched Paddington 2. Yeah. Come, this is not a Paddington podcast, boys. It, it, should it is be. now. It should be. Uh, can I go shower then? Because I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> David, I don't know why you won't let the full love of Paddington into your heart. There's no love in my heart at all. Like me. <laughs> Paddington is just, he's kind. He's polite. And polite. And, you know, he's a hard worker. He is a hard worker. I really worker. just related to his search for a job. Yeah. You know? That's a just, big part of the movie. Yeah. He's, he's just trying his hardest to, to earn a, you know, earn a living. Mm-hmm. And really work for it. And really help out his community. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it just got to me. Was, we could all learn a little something. From, from Paddington. I believe that's true. I will say, I wonder if I need to rewatch the first one because currently, as Lacey knows, I haven't mm-hmm. ranked under Unfriended in my ranking. You definitely need to rewatch it. <laughs> and this is not one of Lacey's favorite films of all time. And yeah. I don't like the second one as much as you do. Okay. But yeah. it's definitely. I would be, I would honestly have been shocked if you liked it as much as I do. <laughs> I don't think that would be possible. I would love that. I'd love to have another Pat, Pat, what's the Paddington fan name? Pat, Paddinghead? I'd love to have another Paddinghead in here. Is that a thing? I don't know. Just came up with it right now. Of course it's a thing. Paddingheads unite. <laughs> I, I think you could have a better name. Alright, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Something like with marmalade sandwiches or marma marma men no that's one that's a gender slant we can't do that one (laughs) um i'll think about it continue continue (laughs) so yeah i have ranked fifth for the year though because it's it's a it's a fun movie it's well made yeah i like i like the villain better this time around oh see I, i like him less i like him less than uh but I feel like he's cartoony still, but he's not as, like, crazy as Nicole Kidman goes in the first movie. Like, she's so off the wall. Like, what is she doing? It almost feels like she doesn't care, but I think she cares too much, and that's why I love it so much. She's she's chewing the scenery in the best way possible. But yeah, I don't know. It's good. Plus, you got Brendan Gleeson in the second one. He's real good. Knuckles McGinty. <sighs> I love it. I, the, that was one of the best parts where he just like holds out his fist for the toucher. <laughs> yeah, it's the other way around. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man, what a good yeah. movie. It anyway. Is a good movie. I can see why you like it so much. Yeah. It's just It's wholesome fun. It's it's a little it's a little it's a touch too sweet. 
Oh my just god. Just like one, one oh, teaspoon of sugar too oh much. Oh my god. You know? Aaron, it's too indie. It's too <laughs> sweet. My god, you're telling me at the end of that movie you didn't shed multiple tears, Aaron? Because I don't believe you for a moment if you tell me you didn't. It, it, it was a good ending. It was, it was a good ending. Yeah, I'm starting to cry thinking about it. So let's move on. <laughs> sure you are. Just give so me a second. Move yeah, move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move um, on. Other things I watched this week. I watched Dazed and Confused, mm, mm. which I've been meaning to get to for a while because it's one of Richard Linklater's uh, most popular films. I think I... I didn't like this one as much as Everybody Wants Some, which they're very similar films. They're like described as like the spirit, it, it, like Everybody Wants Some is described as a spiritual sequel to this. Because mm-hmm. that's like his like high schoolers in the 70s movie and Everybody Wants Some is his college students in the 80s movie. So When do we get our not, adults in the 90s movie? Uh, I'm sure he's working on it. Okay. All right. I'm, Probably. But, yeah, it's still... It's trying to do a very similar thing to Everybody Wants Some. And it works really well at that. And it is really interesting, like, seeing the cast. Because it's, like, so many people who are big stars now. But, like, they weren't at the time. And so they're just, like... It's it's weird seeing them in, like, these smaller roles. Like, obviously, Matthew McConaughey and his iconic role... And then Ben Affleck is just, like, the worst in this movie. <laughs> Wait, not in real life? Well. <laughs> Continue. But, yeah, it's just another... It's just another film that uh, reaffirmed that Linklater is one of my favorite directors. He just has, like, this great humanistic touch to all of his films and just such empathy for all of his characters and for like just like the passage of time and the, the whole like come he, he does like the whole coming of age journey better than like anyone else and it's just i love it so i link later i, I got i need to get to him much quicker than than anyone else because every time you talk about a movie it sounds right up my alley. And I'm like, how have I not seen like any Richard Linklater movies? I saw Boyhood. And I was like, this is kind of boring. But that was before I was into movies as much as I am now. I think you need to give so Boyhood. So I need to rewatch like Boyhood. So. But you have seen School of Rock. That's right. That's right. So I love can, School of Rock. Who doesn't love School of Rock? That feels so disconnected to everything else that you've ever talked about from him. It really does, but it's a good movie. You oh, know? School of Rock's really great. I think it's very fun. Oh, not as fun as, you know, Nacho Libre, whatever. Aaron? Right, right, not Jack Black's uh, finest work. Oh, okay, okay, all right, I see. I see how it's going. <laughs> Continuing, though. Uh, other things I watched, I watched Dirty Harry. So oh, that, okay. that was my Clint Eastwood movie for the week. Yeah. So. It was just... Was he dirty? I had I'd made a joke about this when I was presenting hairy? my screenplay. I uh-huh. just I had made a joke about Dirty Harry, even though Dirty Harry's not technically a Western, but, like, come on. The, like, the, <laughs> the, the cop who doesn't play by the rules and he's the only gunslinger that can save the city. You know, come on. It's a Western. It's a Western. <laughs> it's a Western. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's such a weird movie to watch, though, because sometimes it's, like, it's, like, really fun and like Clint Eastwood is great and he has that great monologue you know like did they, they shoot six shots or only five and, it, and it's great but then it's also like the entire plot is like Clint Eastwood just being like you know screw uh, the due process and the law and doing things you know why, why can't I uh, throw this guy in jail even though I completely forgot to read him his rights on purpose and all <laughs> And they're just like, oh, not quite the hero we deserve or need right now, are you, Clint Eastwood? (laughs) (laughs) So it's a fun movie if you don't, like, think about it too much or idolize 
Clint Eastwood as this kind of savior figure. Right. But Oh, don't worry. I we haven't recorded it yet, but I guarantee we talk more about Clint Eastwood <laughs> on uh Gateway to Cinema this week. So I'm look sure. for that. Uh other things I watched, I watched some eighties comedies or late seventies, I think Meatballs was like late seventies. So mm. Meatballs summer camp comedy with bill murray it's all right has a few good jokes but also just like kind of like an uneven tone where you're it's not always going for comedy and you're just like i don't understand what this movie is Mm. also starring the woman who is now in all of the movies like a halloween puppy and a talking cat she's Mm. in all of them she's in what's that all of them there was some movie I was watching recently that was directed by the guy who did A Talking Cat, and I don't oh remember God. what else. <laughs> was it, was anyway, it one of the Puppet Masters? Back to school, so we saw that comedy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. With that's, Melissa McCarthy. That's not bad. It's a kind of enjoyable one. Yeah, that one, that one is enjoyable. What, I liked it. Was Melissa McCarthy funny in it, or...? I don't know. Is, is, is it, like, directly... Is, that new one, like, supposed to be directly based on this? I don't think so, but it's the same movie. <laughs> it, it is the same. I but... hate Melissa McCarthy as an actor, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's alright. Yeah. She's alright. I don't know. No. No. But I did like that they kind of avoided the obvious like path where it'd be like oh the father comes to school and the kid's really embarrassed to have his father around because he's just like this old person always ruining everything it's like no his father and son actually have like a pretty solid relationship and it's like that's cool oh yeah Yeah, that's right this is yeah that's right I remember this movie now this is the one with Goofy and Max right and they're in like the skateboard competition because they're like they do extreme sports too. Is I think that's a big part of this movie. No, no one, no extremely goofy movie uh, no, f- just, fans I out there. Twice through it, so. Okay. <laughs> and then finally this week, I watched more of the Puppet Master franchise. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost to the point where I can rank them all for you guys. I will say. Real quick though, Greg Sestero from The Room stars in one of these films, and he does this really Oof. awful German accent Oof. the whole time, and it's Oof. beautiful. I love you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 beautiful. Oh, it's, Greg, it's, I love it. But that's all I have for this wing. So, David, what did you watch? I only watched Deadpool this week with Jake. We did. I didn't really <laughs> Do we want to tell the Deadpool story? It's more the story of how Jacob was correct and everyone should stop making fun of him for the way he does things. I love this story. Don't worry. I'll tell it for everyone. About what? We were, uh, we so, were like 30 minutes early, then we waited another 20 minutes. Because... So, <clears throat> everyone shush. It's story time, my dudes. It's not story time. Oh, my God. So... <clears throat> Here we are. We get there early to Deadpool. I always show up 30 minutes early to the movie theater because you never know what might happen. Now, this was the perfect example of you never know what might happen because the theater we were going to see Deadpool in was closed. Something happened in it. I'm assuming someone died in there. It was very sad. Um, So they're like, hey, we're moving you to the theater next door. Now, guess what? Theater 3 that we were in has reserved seating. Theater 4 does not. So, we got there early enough to where we still had good seats. Had we not gotten there early, we would have had bad seats. So, it was one of those times where I just felt vindicated, you know? I just felt like... You also, you also tried to throw me under the bus, and that didn't work out too well for you. Oh, when did that happen? You're like, no, very timely person. And you said, oh, <laughs> I said, well, he said, leave by 9. He said, I want to get there by 9. And still... Yeah. That's that's 45 minutes early. Now, here's the thing. 30 minutes early. Had we gotten there even earlier, we could have gotten even better seats. That's just, that's just something for everyone to think about. 
Next movie we're driving separate, sounds like. Uh. <laughs> That's just something to think about for everyone out there going to the movies. Get All there right. early. You never know what might happen. Something bad might happen. Someone might, someone might poop in your theater. That would be bad. And then guess what? Then you move to theater four. I'm assuming that's what happened in theater three. Then you move to theater four. There's not as many seats, too. So if we would have been even later, we would have not gotten a seat. <clears throat> we would have not been able to go. Just again. Just a little something for... It's a little life hack for everyone out there. That's as good as all the other life hacks you see on the internet nowadays. <laughs> life hack. Don't kill people. Wow. I didn't know that one. That's a real good one, Internet. Thanks. Guys, let's move on. To the true true truths in a try. I spy that's, that's with not what we're calling it. I spy with my little high a little thing called a lie. But it's only one of these three things, my guy. So you need to pick and sigh when you hear the lie. Hello, everyone. Sigh when you hear the lie. <laughs> For a moment, it sounded like you were trying to do like that. Have you seen John Mulaney's new stand-up? No, I need to so bad. <laughs> oh. There's this great bit about the like the whole are you a robot thing on the uh, internet, <laughs> okay. and that's what it reminded me of. Oh, okay. So, I'm gonna watch it. I need to watch it now. Dude, I love John Mulaney. He's great. All right. So this week's movie, I'm going to turn my video off so no one can read my facial expressions. So this week's movie is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. We're keeping it in the superhero family, boys. So here yeah, we go. like Nacho Libre, superhero, well, um, phenomenal, genius. All right, are we ready? In this film, Batman wears a voice modulator in his suit to electronically alter his voice. After the casting of Ben Affleck in the role, this was an idea that had been suggested by his friend, director Kevin Smith, as he felt Affleck's natural speaking voice was too high-pitched for Batman. Huh? Ready for number two? Unbelievable. Number two. Jesse Eisenberg, who portrays Lex Luthor, was infamous on set for not staying on script. Most notably, the scene between Luther, Clark, and Bruce was entirely improvised. However, Snyder liked the exchange so much, he kept it in. Alright, we ready for number three? Mm-hmm. The costume designers for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice put Amazonian writing into Wonder Woman's suit design, similar to how Kryptonian writing is also in Superman's suit design. So those are your three boys. Discuss so I think, it. I think number three is the truth. I don't know. Three sounds very plain. And I'm I, wondering if Lacey's trying to trick us by making a very plain one. Well, I mean... David, like, what do you David, mean by, stop I, rolling I, around on your what? microphone. <laughs> Sit up. <laughs> no. If you're still scratching your microphone. <laughs> He's so, still doing it. So I think, but, because the S is like Kryptonian writing, right? Unless it's like a really random... But, like, his suit in the movie has, like, more than that. Like, there's, like, real, like the tiny little bumps on the suit are, like, also writing or something. Yeah. Do you see Jesse Eisenberg going off script? I don't know. Like, I could see him going off script, but also that scene is, like, so poorly written that you kind of have to believe that it was scripted, you know? Like, I think you could improvise something that would have been better than that. Because that was an awful thing. <laughs> okay, put put that aside. And then what was the first one? The voice modulator? That one I definitely believe. Which may, may, may make me uh, a fool. Lacey's probably so, chuckling behind his hidden uh, 
camera thing. So are we gonna go with number two then? Is it like or is two or three? Uh, I'll give you final call. I want number two. All right, Two's we'll go lie. number two. Choose lie. Boys. Number two is the lie. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. No one's been wrong yet, have they? We we were wrong when David did it. Were we not right? I thought we no. were right. Oh, we said that ostrich egg was wrong. Right? No, we said something else. No. Was, we said Whatever. the podcast thing was wrong. Oh, yeah, that's or right. Jack that's Black right. That's right. Because thing. who would have believed that? <laughs> but anyway. Me. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg... Uh, did not go off script a lot. I I started that lie by saying the whole uh, peach tea or whatever was his line, and then I remembered he doesn't say that line. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> Holly Hunter says that line, and it's really weird. So, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. How how do we all feel about that movie? Three years out, three years. Yeah, no. I want Two DC years. to do good things. <laughs> I think the way Justice League handled its cliffhangers kind of cemented its legacy, you know? How do you mean? Tell me more. I mean that, like, now you can't watch it and not be even, like, more disappointed because you're like, oh, they realized mm. that all of these directions were so bad that they completely botched their biggest movie of, like, the century trying to, like, <laughs> rewrite around these awful plot threads. Okay. Yeah. 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 But Justice League is worse. We all, we're all still on that train, right? Please tell me we haven't stopped that train. That it's worse? Yeah. Oh. Yes, absolutely it's worse. No, <laughs> no the, the changes they make are things. good. Wait, what? Wait, repeat that. Changes. Repeat that, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, I the missed it. The changes they made were good. Yeah. Like, hey, okay. Superman's actually a good person. And hey, <sighs> the characters actually have fun and joke and save people and stuff. Right. So, Look, I- I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying those aren't good changes. What I'm saying is it's a worse movie. It's a less consistent movie, but I'd rather have half good than consistently dreadful. Don't make me pull out my trump card, Aaron. What's your trump card? Cyborg. He's awful, and I hate him in that movie. He's so bad. I don't understand. They could have fixed the movie by putting Martian Manhunter in it, but that's not bad. I I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, well... They could have fixed it by not making it at all, too. That would have been good. Let's move on. Two. One second, guys. Oh, my God. Aaron Stahl. <laughs> David Aaron what? Stahl. Uh, David Aaron Stahl. Why do you need uh, this to stall? Because did I forgot the... Up, did, no, did I forgot the... Come up with a bad movie? Wow. Yes. Everyone always throws David I was... the bus. You're working... <laughs> Yo, Aaron, working Aaron like didn't... <laughs> Bad, bad movie of the week is Paddington, uh, the first one. Paddington, uh, the first. <laughs> no, everyone throws David under the bus for, like, you know, looking up stuff and figuring out during the podcast. Here we go. But I got David's it. never late. I, I oh. actually wasn't, it wasn't the movie. What I needed to look up, boys, is what I like to call a reintroduction to clips. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! Bad movie of the week. Is yeah. this how you're doing clips now? Yep. Is we're going to play them during gonna, the podcast. We're going to live clip it. And yeah, that's right. I'm going to find clips no one sees coming for some of these. And uh, I hope to get a laugh, a chuckle, a titter even, if I'm lucky. It's a word for laugh. Look it up. Look it up in your thesaurus. I dare you. What, what's the bad movie? So who's seen this little film called Real Steel? 
I have seen this movie. Yes. I have not. It's Rocky. With robots. I've not seen it. It's Rocky with robots. <laughs> so, keep that in mind as you're thinking about Real Steel. Hugh Jackman, Evangeline Lilly, and a kid. I don't remember who the kid is. I don't think it's important who the kid is. Is it? Should I look up the kid? I'm going to look up the kid. Anyway. Is it someone famous? I don't know. Sure. Dakota Goyo, of course, our, our favorite kid. Also in films, uh, critically acclaimed films such as Noah and Thor. So, so real steel. It uh, <clears throat> it, li- it it exists in this world where boxers no longer box. They put on gloves or no, sorry, boxers no longer box. They like make the robots fight for them. And it started, there was, like, this evolution where they used gloves to, like, punch the robot. Like, they used the gloves to control their robot. Um, which doesn't make sense. Because, as we'll see later in the film, um, Hugh Jackman puts gloves on. Um, and somehow, the robot follows his entire body movements. Uh, doesn't really make sense, because he's just wearing gloves. But we'll get there. Uh, they find this junker robot. He has a kid, I think. It's his kid. I think Evangeline Lily's the mom. It's been a while, but I think that's what happens. <laughs> and she's like, you gotta uh, take responsibility for being a dad. And he's like, I don't wanna. I hate kids. I, I hate kids. And she's like, you gotta. And he's like, fine. And then he takes the little boy, and he's like, let's go fight robots, and I'm going to drink beer, and you can just hang out with me, but I don't love you. Pretty mean, I think, to say to your kid, but teach their own, I guess. So, you know, kids are kids. They get into shenanigans, and they find a rusty old robot, and he's like, I want to train this robot he could be a fighter he could be a contender and it's like the year 2054 and and Hugh Jackman's like well that's a that's a thousand year old movie there for you I don't know that seems a little hundred not a thousand <laughs> once again uh you can't do math <laughs> that's a 100 year old movie kid you're like two you're like two how do you know that movie and he's like, I'm a big fan of Marlon Brando. He's like, what's your favorite Marlon Brando movie, kid? And he's like, I love the one where he says, I could have been a contender. He doesn't even know the name. He doesn't know he the name of the movie. Up. That's my he's favorite. That's all that survived. All that survived was that one clip. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. And it's still his favorite. So that, that's, yeah. that's just a testament to, uh, to how Marlon good that Brando's one clip acting was. in that scene. <laughs> that the kid just watches 30 seconds of the movie and he's like that's my favorite movie it's really it's like you don't you don't even know the plot but <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, that's my favorite movie i think it's really like a, a cautionary tale at that point uh like hey we need to preserve film better uh because apparently in this future the films are uh, the film community's like whatever older than older than avengers age of ultron we're not keeping it Avengers Age of Ultron was the peak of cinema, and anything before it was a mistake. I assume Joss Whedon is the one (laughs) controlling film in the future. He hates the movie, but eventually he gets old and senile, and he can't remember that he hated making it. There's a lot of, there's, there's like, in this movie, there's a lot of, like, deep lore you need to, like, read before you can fully understand the movie. Uh, So I'm kind of bringing that, I'm bringing my perspective of knowing all of that deep lore uh, with me. So you guys can kind of learn about the movie with me. So the kid's like, we could make this robot a contender. And Hugh Jackman's like, I hate that robot. And I hate you, kid. But fine. And so they take the robot. And the kid's working on the robot. And he starts teaching the robot how to fight with Mountain Dew. 
on the table. Don't forget the Mountain Dew. Product placement, is it a Baja Blast? I don't think it's a Mountain Dew, actually. I think it might be a Dr. Pepper. But if it is a Mountain Dew, it should be a Baja Blast. Because that would indicate that in 2054, um, they replaced all Mountain Dews with just Baja Blast. And I think that's really the right decision for Mountain Dew. Hit me up, Mountain Dew. I believe I read that in the film's deep lore on the internet. I found it on 4chan. I think it's true. So... We continue, and the little kid, he's like, hey, that robot's up, up the shape, and the, robot, the kid's like, please let me take the robot into a fight, and Hugh Jackman's like, I hate you, kid, Ugh, but I want to see your spirits crushed, so let's take the robot into a fight, and they do, robot gets absolutely murked, just completely destroyed, and the little kid cries, and Hugh Jackman's like, you making my kid cry, all right? He pulls out a Marlon Brando voice because he remembers that that little boy over there loves Marlon Brando. And he's like, maybe I love that kid. Maybe I do love that kid. I would really like to prove to him that I'm someone worth looking up to. So he does a Marlon Brando voice and he's like, hey, my dad's pretty cool. He knows Marlon. And uh, the rest is history. Um, they, they, they really work the robot. And they take him... They take him through these fights, and he's winning, and he's winning, and he's winning, and then they get, they're like, they call, they, they do the Iron Man 3 thing, because this kid's also a huge Iron Man 3 fan. Um, of course, that was before Age of Ultron, so we only saw certain clips. He saw the clip where he calls out the Mandarin, and he says, hey, best robot in the world, I'm not scared of you, my robot's a contender, here's my address, and then they come to the house and they bomb it. And it's like, that was a dark turn. But then you find out they survived. And they're like, all right, we'll settle this in the ring. They take the robot into the ring. And guess what? Hugh Jackman used to be a boxer, too. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. He was like a real boxer uh, before the great film wars of 2018. Uh, So. Let me, you know, I just need that context. So. They go into the big fight, and it's like, whoo, whoo, he, it, they do the Henry Cavill thing uh, from the Mission Impossible Fallout trailer, where he reloads his arms to punch. It's really an important thing. I don't think anyone really knows that either. Uh, that's the best way to get the most punch in your punch. You need to reload every once in a while, boys. So they do that, and then they're like, hey, my robot's getting his booty kicked. We, he, he just can't decipher though those moves coming from the bad guy and then Hugh Jackman's like I can do it and he puts the fists on and he's like let's go and he starts boxing the robot and he's like boom 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 and he's punching him and he's left and he's left hook and a right hook but then the robot gets destroyed and they lose but at the end the robot that they needed to fight was inside of them all along and it was the friends they made along the way so, um, that's the story of the little boy who uh, was best friends with a robot. Oh, yeah, and then a the movie also ends. He's like, hey, I don't hate you so much anymore, kid. In fact, I love you. And the kid's like, dad? And the kid's like, son. And then they embrace. Um, and Evangeline Lily is in there somewhere, too, I think. I think something else happens with her. I don't really remember, though. Um, that's the story of the little boy um, who really, he, he solved world hunger, he solved war, and he solved everything, um, everything. So. Did he solve the film crisis of 2018? No, that was and the then, film and, war. And then at the end, he finally gets to watch the full movie of On the Waterfront. Yeah, he gets to watch like, all wow, of it. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> he you hates know? it. I, I really like that 30 seconds though, but the rest of it surrounding it, you know. And then he just hates Marlon Brando. So then he goes yeah. back and destroys all the Marlon Brando films yeah. ever made. So all film is restored. Except, except for, for Marlon any Brando. film Marlon Brando is in. And those are just obliterated from history. And yeah. f- the time just goes on and no one remembers who Marlon Brando is. And yeah. that's the kid's revenge. Little known fact. The kid's name. Marlon Brando. There's also time travel in this movie. I forgot to mention that. 
So that was uh, Real Steel, and it is, uh, you know, it's a bad movie. I just want to make a quick note. Yeah. This is also the 100th bad movie that we have talked about. Because there were a few weeks we didn't cover one, so this was number 100. Wow, I wish I would have known that. I would have picked one that I actually knew something about and didn't make up the entire plot to right now. <laughs> so, let's move on to the fault in your stars. The fault in your stars. Sorry, guys. The soundboard is a little slow. I'm not quite up to it yet. The fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that. But you're wrong, and I hate you. So, guys, Aaron has the review this week. This is, of course, the segment where we go on to Flickster. We find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. Then we toss it out there. Have the other two try and guess what the movie is this week. Of course, Aaron, as I said, has the movie or has the review. So, Aaron, toss it my way. Toss it David's way. See what we both think about it. All right, guys. One and a half stars. Ooh, okay. That's low. This movie is like a beautiful girl. Oh, no. Wow. It cares about how it looks. And many people, in- including me, thinks it's extremely beautiful. But then you find out the beautiful girl is extremely boring to talk to and eats puppies. Now let's think of going on a blind date <laughs> with this beautiful girl. Your friend who sets you up on the date says it's the most interesting, normal, sexiest girl you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. But when you meet her, it is beautiful but it is just so boring when you were promised something completely different. And the final straw is at the end of the date. It says, by the way, I eat puppies. I watched this in a film class with good friends and classmates. And I also realized I went through the stages of grief during this movie. One, denial. When it just kept dragging with the boring, beautiful scenes. Two, anger. During our break halfway through and i kept screaming about how stupid it all was three bargaining trying to convince my friend to switch classes with me just for the rest of the movie four depression realizing i had to go back to class with a dead phone and an hour and 10 minutes left five acceptance the final scene with the giant baby in the sky hovering over earth that is when i realized that this movie That is when I realized that this movie was a puppy eater. Also, with the hashtag giant baby scene, I started laughing so hard my stomach started to hurt. But to sum up this movie, don't watch it for the plot. Do watch it for the amazing scenes of space made in only 1968. Seriously, 68? This movie is beautiful. Oh, right, the puppies. (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey. It is indeed, yes. So I, the whole time I'm thinking, what movie does someone eat puppies in? What is that, the final, <laughs> what's that, the, the twist? Like, oh, like, oh, I eat puppies, and then the movie ends. <laughs> like, I, okay, alright. No, it's just a really lengthy and terrible analogy, where they also keep on mentioning, they're building this analogy around this girl they're going on a date with, but then keep on referring to the girl as an it? Yeah. So. I think, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and say they meant, that they were, they were taking their analogy, they were blending analogies, and they kept using it because it's a film. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt there. Oh, you're such a good person, Jay. Good work. I, you know, this is the first one that I like. It's a bad review, but I can like understand. 2001 is not for everybody. <laughs> so, you know, I'll give them that. Is this, the, is this the 100... You know, I think it is. This must be the 100th Fault in Your Stars. Probably. So, if we followed the same pattern of... Yeah. We missed one, we missed the other. So, guys... Join us... Wait, what? (laughs) That's not how I end this show. Guys, thank you for joining us for episode 104 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find Aaron 
at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. This clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. Also, you can find David at Dbacks with two S's, 15 on Twitter. That's Dbacks, 15, two S's on Twitter. You can find me around the internet at Jake underscore Lace. Uh, Jake Lace on Tum. Oh, Jake, Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Jake Lace Tumblr. Jake Lace Letterboxd. And of course, also, you can find the podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Twitter at Reboot Already Underway, Facebook at Reboot Already Underway. Guys, thank you for listening. Join us next week when we most definitely talk about the one thing that's been on everyone's mind these past few weeks. Is it the Bible? Man? Is it? I don't know. I, I was hoping one of you guys would come in. I'm going to say, yeah, it's, fine. it's the Bible. Man. Guys, thank you. And goodbye. Thank you.